like dude Cole, why the fuck Cole Beasley played out of his mind though like he had dude I was I, I was watching that man he was yeah he was just completely ripping you guys he up, had man. stupid catches like skill catches yeah. man like mm-hmm. I, I was like if I lose to Cole Beasley in real life and fantasy I'm gonna fucking kill myself like <laughs> <laughs> the guy that is like you yeah, except he's a professional right. football except player. He, except, he, yeah, except he's a millionaire. Yeah, that guy. Except he's, except he's a millionaire, <laughs> and, he, and he has longer hair. That's about it. That's about it. <laughs> Only two minor differences. Very small. Yeah, two, two minor differences. You have to really look the, for him. The size of his bank account and the size of his due right. are the only two things that are the difference between him and you. Cole Beasley just like phases me out of existence. Like you forget, like you you become best friends with Cole Beasley. You forget that Cole I was even a person. Yeah. Yeah, we don't even. It's just like, oh, hey, Cole, what's up, man? <laughs> Ready to do the show? <laughs> All right, everyone. Welcome to Football Hot Boys. I'm your hottest boy, AJ Kunze, and I'm joined by one slightly less hot boy, TC Clark. Welcome, TC. Hey, thanks for having me there, AJ. Yeah, it's just lonely here. What the fuck, man? It is lonely. So uh, to our listeners, both Cody and Pete died uh, this week, um, Pete died of uh, malnutrition of football. He didn't watch enough football, and he died. Spanish. Uh, Cody Cody White bought too many houses and OD'd on house ownership, and now he's dead too. Um, so, but uh, I'm, I'm sure Pete was doing dad stuff and didn't watch football, so uh, he's not going to be on this week. Cody, we might actually be down uh, a little bit here. He just bought a second house because he has so much money. Um, and so he's doing renovations and stuff and getting renters. So, so it's going to be, uh, me and TC holding down the fort and probably sprinkling a Pete here and there going forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that, yep. And, uh, and yeah. So the good news is, uh, Clark and I have plenty of football to talk about this week. Uh, and I guess we'll start with chronologically was the first game and the only game this week that won AJ money. Wait, that won you money? I, I did. I bet on the Colts that game. That you, was the only game that only bet I got the right this week. You actually. sneaky bastard! You bailed on your boy like that. What the hell is that about? So okay. So so here's what happened. So last year the Tennessee Titans probably won me close to four hundred dollars. Okay. Because like every year you kind of find that one like team that is outperforming their yeah the what spread. Vegas yeah, is, yeah yeah exactly. And you zero in on that team, and then you bet them every week. Yeah, and, and you're gonna and you're gonna profit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And last year that was super the Titans. For okay, me. like I, I won so much money on the Titans last year because Vegas caught was so late to catching up to how good they were. Mm-hmm. This year it's the opposite. So I've been betting against the Titans for like the past three weeks because they're not that good. Yeah, because <laughs> they're not that good. So, so I've been making a bunch of money betting against the Titans. So I love the Titans. And I will stand the Titans for the next decade just because they've won me the, probably close the to the money making Titans. Yeah, the, the, yep. mi- the yeah, mighty, yeah, yeah. mighty, the mighty, mighty money making Titans. That's what they already for you, man. But the, let's well, not talk about the Titans being that bad. Let's just talk about one guy in particular being that bad, and that is Ryan. You're Stinky right, Hill. Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Come on, man! Come on, man! Just to, just admit it. Just just go ahead and admit it. Ryan Tannehill. Oh, is... I think at this point I've admitted it enough. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill's playing bad right now, man. Yeah, he's really um, bad. Yeah, about the last four weeks, he he like turned back into a pumpkin, man. He turned into yeah. Gase Arrow, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, um, and he's doing yeah. exactly what you said he was doing. Is he's holding them back? Um, mm-hmm. That and their defense has flattened out really bad too. Is a 
but, bit of the issue. But the, is the thing that's but, extra fucking bad with Ryan Tannehill, it's like, yeah, he played bad, but he played bad by throwing for 130 yards. Like, fuck. Like that. that that's. <laughs> I'd rather like I'd rather take somebody like I mean I hate to say it, but like Yamis, man. Like, oh, Yamis played bad, but he fucking threw for 300 yards. At least he gave you like m- you know moved the ball a little bit, had got something going. But when Ryan Tannehill plays bad, there's there's no point of him being on the field. No. No, but he's not throwing picks. He's just not getting the ball to exactly. go down. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. He completely grinds your entire production. Exactly. Just, yep, just and shuts it down. And this was a sneaky, important game. Uh, you know, Colts and Titans. It was. The same, same division, same record. And their team's going completely opposite directions. The Colts started so flat. You forget this team lost to Jacksonville week one. <laughs> I don't forget. And we're going to talk, <laughs> talk about teams that try to lose to Jacksonville later. <laughs> but, um, like... So they're starting to get their shit together and Tennessee's starting to let their shit fall apart. And like, I think that this could be like the, I guess the fulcrum of the AFC South as far as games go this year. Like this could cause everything to. For sure. Huge tipping point. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, I know you're fine. The only thing I want to kind of mention about that, because you're, you're right about the Colts, how they are on the uptrend and we've mentioned it before. And the only thing that sucks now, it's like, well, now they just ride out, uh, Old, old sidearm you know and it's like god because like you mentioned earlier man it's like is this any better with with if Joe, jacoby Brissett was in there and i don't think it's any better with with philip rivers but that's who they're gonna ride with until they're done i mean he played well for the for this game in particular he did play well he wasn't doing his fall on his back starfish routine from last week or anything but he, he's still chucking cinder blocks for sure um if if Michael Pittman is now an actual option, he looks to catch like one. The ball. He looks like one. So, not to excuse his, his performance at all, but you still need someone for him to throw the ball to, and they have not provided that this season at all. So, if Michael Pittman is that guy, that could be a, a significant difference to to an offense, um, because you know, glossing over the joke that Jonathan Taylor has been playing like absurdly bad the past couple weeks. Naheem Hines seems like the truth, man. Like I, I, I as much as we would just kind of want to write him off as a guy who catches passes and that's not what he looked know, like is, in this game. Feature. Yeah, no, he he looked looked dominant. Look, he looks like an actual possible feature back. Um, and Jonathan Taylor is one of my all time favorite college football. Players. I mean, the game will the, the game will slow down for him but, and he'll catch up. Yeah, it, it's I mean, yeah. you know, don't 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 nobody should get off of him or anything but like yeah Naeem hines has been in the league for three four three four years whatever three years i think yeah. And, and, yeah i mean and the game you know is finally starting to click for him and you know usually don't say that about running backs but clearly it is because he is 100%. yeah it, it, he looks different in the backfield than i've ever seen him before and, and, and in a yeah. backfield where it's like this is supposed to be a carousel right now you know it, you're supposed to yep. you're supposed to hand the ball off to a guy and not know who it is but you know it's Naeem Hines right now, and that's all they should be handing the ball <laughs> exactly. off to. Well, and if Marlon Mack was here, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think there's a chance that Jonathan Taylor wouldn't be suiting up right now. Just, that's just by the way. Great point. Yeah, things are going. Um, but yeah, I, I think that guy's way too talented to like this to be like the end for him. It's gonna, not. It's not. Yeah, no. He's, he, he's going to develop into something. For sure. Speaking of things that are turning into something, the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> offense. <laughs> <laughs> TC, Woo! we start we start the the, the two man uh, hot boy carousel, Gee. starting with your boys, Sus Arizona Christ. Cardinals, beat the Buffalo Bills, beat them, we 32 did thirty two to thirty, yes, on a play that I would describe as Jeff Janis like. <laughs> Finally, DeAndre Hopkins has reached the level of Jeff Janis. <laughs> Ke- took him all these catching, years, 
Took him all these years. He caught an incredible Hail Mary, Hail Mary pass with two seconds left to elevate the Cardinals. Perfect. Over the Bills. I am still flabbergasted every time I read that DeAndre Hopkins is 6'1". He, he plays like he's 6'5". Yes. He, out, yes. he was surrounded by four high quality. These were not practice right. squad players. Right, right, right. Really good. DBs for the Bills. There's three of them there. Only one DeAndre Hopkins. He outjumped all of them, pulled it down, touchdown, Cardinals win. He not only outjumped them, but he outtimed them, which is the thing that I always talk about D Hop, you know, that is what he is. He is the best receiver in the game. He's also the best timing receiver in the game. His his boundary skills, the way he attacks the ball, which you, we just saw. It. The, uh, it's not that he was more athletic or, or, I mean, although he was, but the fact that he just knew when to go get that ball in the position he was and, and won the game with the pressure, it was a perfect play. Let, let, then let's, let, let's talk about you know the throw, too. Let's let's talk about the whole thing. So yeah. I, th- I believe there's like 11 seconds left. Kyler, yep. he gets the ball, and at this point I'm thinking, okay, we're going to try to get some quick yards here, which is probably what the play design was, but just like every fucking snap, Kyler's under, under duress immediately, so he has to improvise, and he rolls out to his uh, left. And he starts rolling. I'm like, oh, fuck. This guy's real close. And Kyler does what he does. And he got away. Keeps rolling left. And it's like, okay, this is it. This is the game. There's no time. Launches the ball, falling out of bounds, and throws it 50 yards in the air. Looks like looks like Jesus is carrying the ball in the air. It, it's just, it's so soft. Like, I've never seen a ball, I've never seen a ball thrown that far look that, like, it looked like it was in slow motion. It's, I don't know how mm-hmm. he threw it that soft that far away, but he did. And then all of a sudden you see, you're like, okay, there's one guy in the end zone. Who is it? And you see it's DeAndre Hopkins. And you realize, wait, there, there's, it's a, over. It's it's just, over. there's a, more, it's over. Yeah, there, there's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance here. And he does what I just mentioned in game over. And that's I, I lost my mind. I couldn't believe it. Because I've never seen I know you being a Packers fan, you've you've seen that play work in your favor. I've never seen oh, yeah. I'm, I'm numb to Hail Mary. Yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. not. And that was like I screamed like a fucking schoolgirl. It, it was unlike anything that my team has ever done for me. It was super mm-hmm. special. And like I'll remember that for the rest of my life. It was it just and, and not just because of the impact of the game, it put us first in the division in like a in like a re, not a rebuilding year, it's a restructuring year. Like it's a growing year. So we're not even supposed to make the playoffs. But now there's a legitimate chance for us to. And the fact that that Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are like now. This is what mm-hmm. this is now, baby. These guys are what we are. And for them to just already be on the same page like that and execute a play like that for us to take the division right now to get in the lead. That was massive, massive. Well, it's it's also fun watching guys when you know they're going to go in your ring of honor too, where it's just like, oh. yes, this is like, this is exactly why I watch. This is like a special moment to enjoy. Yeah. And it's a, it's a decade of football that's going to be built around these two guys. So right. like it's, it, yeah, I, I, I'm super happy that you get to get to enjoy that. Appreciate and, um, that. Thank you. Cause it was, yeah. it was really special. I know I'm sounding like a fucking corny school child, but man, it was super special. And like, I could rant about the rest of the game too, like, you know, and talk about the deficiencies that the Cardinals have. Cause we have plenty of them. But I'm gonna just leave them alone and not shit on anybody right now because that was a special moment. And let's just live the high. All, all, all the Cardinals fans, just live the high. Don't worry about the downs. For, we play Thursday. We got plenty of time to be down. So, I, as a Milwaukee Bucks fan, I know the <laughs> feeling of watching a quarter of a century of just pathetic sports and then just have hope blossom like a fucking mushroom cloud out of nowhere. Just, yeah. Like, and just be like mesmerized by its glory. Yes. Um, so like I, I, I'm super happy to get to enjoy that. Thank you. Now, 
to create content, I'm going to say some bad things about your team. Okay. Um, so there were plays. Uh, so Kyler Murray has become my second favorite player in the league to watch after Pat Mahomes. He's just such an incredible joy to watch on Sundays. Um, there were plays today where I legitimately thought that if the offensive line wasn't on the field, he would have done better. <laughs> if it had just been the center snapping him the ball, because there was one or two plays where he was scrambling and you could see like, bro, get out of my way. I'm trying to get like, he was telling his offense lineman to get out of his way so that he could run with the ball. Oh my God. <laughs> it's very you need true. You take all, all seven draft picks and put it in the offensive line. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you got, and I'm going to get to this in a second. You got real ass problems on the backside of that defense. Good like Lord. Real, yes. Real, real, yes. real ass problems. Bad problems. But, but those do not directly contribute to the knee health of Kyler Murray, right. which is what you need to be concerned right. about right now. And again, so you, I, I'm not going to badmouth anybody. I'm just going to kind of piggyback off what you said. Um, like, yeah. like, of course, I'm going to agree with you because it's like, well, the secondary can still create opportunistic turnovers, which we did in this game. The, 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 a shitty line is just a shitty line. Like, they're, they're, they're not going to create anything. That they're, they're just going to be a deficit and, and only bring your franchise down. So I'm with you, man. I think we should pump every pick into the line and, and just put something out there that's not a fucking, you know, uh, one of those rotary gates that people just fucking turnstile through. Like, it, it gets old. <laughs> yeah, it, it's bad, dude. And, and to talk about, again, to just kind of keep shitting on the team that won just to kind of you know bring you back down to my level don't like seeing too happy <laughs> like seeing you happy but let's let's chill the fuck out for a second so um patrick peterson is done with a capital d man like he he's entering that like terrence newman end of his career sort of where he's just getting run the fuck over he dropped two picks he, he did have one yeah but he, he let two ding off and cole beasley put clown shoes on yeah. him out of the slot in that touchdown dude yep. turned him into a statue you know you, you know those like that doctor who episode with the crying <laughs> angel statues that's what he looked like except when you turned his back he still didn't move he was still in one spot um are you are you referring to the stefan diggs touchdown the the post route no i'm talking about the the, the cole beasley i'm saying where they you... put him where, where they put him the whole beasley touchdown okay they put him uh, they put Cole, Be uh, Cole Beasley against Patrick Peterson in the slot. Gotcha. And Cole Beasley, all five four of him, just fucking put him in the ground and blew past him. Man. I mean, because you could say the I, same. I saw that. I'm like, you, oh. I mean, you could say the same thing about the Diggs plays. Why I was like, you could be talking about either one. And you just you nailed it. And again, I'm not going to talk about about anything, but this is just the facts. Unfortunately, the way to beat Patrick Peterson right now is with speed, and that's what every starting wide receiver in the <laughs> league is, has. Yeah. So which and is crazy to say about that. Yeah, guy. it is because he used yeah. to just be the fastest guy on the field and best guy in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's very true. Yeah. And, and you know. He did drop a couple. So one of them was a tough catch, and he did have a pick. So, like, the ball skills are still there, so that's why he's at least, you know, he should be on the field. But he's he's not the type of corner that's just going to do what he used to, where it was just, oh, you don't even throw to that side of the field. Now now you, throw, you get a fast guy over there, and you light him up. That's just what you're supposed mm -hmm. to do now. So, the Green Bay Packers allegedly won against the Jacksonville Jaguars 24-20. to So, <sighs> about... 30 minutes before this game happened, I threw my back out, and I was in incredible pain. <laughs> Were you playing in the game? Like, did you suit up or something? What do you mean? No, you I, was, I, I was close in the dishwasher, and I threw, <laughs> just threw my whole shit out. 
And so I was sitting in front of my desk watching this game, contemplating the briefness of my own life and the way in which my age has deteriorated me into a saddled man at 33 years old. And then I had to watch the Green Bay Packers come out and play the worst game of the Matt LaFleur era. It was bad. Um, there was one team in the entire league, the Green Bay Packers would have beat playing like they played today. And thank God they were actually playing them because Jacksonville Jaguars are the only team that could have lost to the Packers playing like that. And the Jake Luton Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, the Jake Luton Jacksonville Jaguars. And the thing that was blowing my mind the entire time was the one word that kept popping in my head watching this game is unprepared. They just looked mm. super unprepared for you this game. You took the week off. Yeah, which, like you took the week yes. off. Yeah. They had 10 days to prepare for this game. They played Thursday last week. Right. Like there was no, it was almost like uh, fucking Matt Littleflower was like, hey guys, we're playing Jacksonville. I'll see you in 10 days. You don't need to practice. Everyone go fucking tie one off, get a massage, get a happy ending. Just kick, you know, just kind of come and, and, you know, we'll throw the ball around. We'll, we'll play some ball. And, and that's what, and that, game. But that's what you did, though. You did do that. 100%. You, yeah, you threw the ball 100%. around. And luckily you Thank, threw, it, threw it to the one guy that you needed to throw to just enough. Thank God our players are better, barely. Yes. And we were actually able to win. Because that's what 100% happened. So for the majority of this game, the Jacksonville Jaguars looked like they were in the driver's seat. Like from the moment go, they were playing nastier. They were hitting harder. They were causing turnovers. They were just playing like better than the Packers were. And... There was like a play, I think, in midway through the third quarter where Devontae Adams kind of got tangled up and he was limping around and he was in the tent and stuff and he was on the sidelines. It's like, oh, he might not come in, blah, 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 blah. And then Aaron Rodgers is on the sidelines. And you could sit, you could like read on his lips, like, no, put put Adams back. Yeah, he's in. going put in the game. In. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing was, they were down. It looked like Jacksonville was going to win this game. I believe they were, it was like 17 to 20. And then. Adams, Rogers, and Aaron Jones, who to that point was getting about 30% of the running back touches, just went and the three of them ran the ball all the way down the field, scored like it wasn't even a big fucking deal, and the game was You were done playing with them. Yeah, you were done playing with them. Yeah. At some point, they're like, okay, we have have three good players. We're just going to give the ball to these three good players. And let them win. They're going to win. Yep. Yeah. But so Matt LaFleur, the story is Matt LaFleur was being way too fucking cute. There are three good players on this offense. Mm. Rodgers, Jones, and Adams. Yeah. And if those guys aren't playing, you you, you really you can't do anything can't against win. the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, you can't win. So it's about time that that Bert Googlebert starts taking some fucking accountability for how this offense is like it it's bad, dude. Because here's the thing. Devontae Adams got pushed around today. Uh, C.J. Henderson is a legit oh, he's, yeah, he's NFL good. player. He's good. He he beat the fuck out of Devonte Adams today. Like Devonte Adams had eight catches. About five of those were bullshit bubble screens that either Sidney Jones or C.J. Henderson were just all up in his smoked him out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were not. They were not letting him get anything easy at all. But, and by the way. Sidney Jones played fucking incredible today. I do not... Un- that is the most single curious roster move of the entire 2020 season. Why the Philadelphia Eagles thought they could not find a roster spot for that guy. That's crazy. Completely... 
blows yeah, my mind. He's, he's how long has he been in the league? Not that long, man. This is his third year. Third year, yeah, like third year. And yeah. yeah, I don't know why you bail on a guy like that, but whatever. That's the Eagles for you. But the one play I want to talk about in your game, which was like, mm. oh yeah, this is why you guys win, because like Devontae Adams makes the best play of the game. He he. So all three of the best catches today were players I own in Dynasty. Yeah. Um, yes. So because Devontae Adams went to the orbit. Of 40 Jupiter feet to, yes yeah to pull this fucking ball out of the air where i'm sorry reggie burlington is not fucking catching that that <laughs> ball he was the only guy on that field today that was going to catch the ball very the very true to him and, and that's the difference like he is the only guy that's capable of making a play on that roster yeah because like i said man google brit's guy take responsibility for like how devoid of weapons this this team is now MVS played great. Like his, his box today is statistically, fine. yes, he did. Yeah. yeah, but he caught one long ball on a play where he was wide the fuck open. That's and what the he does. Threw him a block. Yeah. So, yeah. So they we talked how you need to take all seven year draft picks and throw them into offensive linemen. The Packers legitimately need to draft five receivers next year mm. for five pass catchers, tight end or whatever. Yeah, Robert Tanya can have one game where he stands by himself and the catches three touchdowns, but it doesn't mean he's a good player. <laughs> and he, so, like, uh, like they need someone else. And you got to pay Aaron Jones. I don't know what the fuck's taking him so long to pay Aaron Jones. Yep. But, like, you got to pay Aaron Jones and you got to find some more weapons because, like, I have spent two years at this point making excuses for why they don't need more offensive weapons. And it's just not the case when you can barely squeak past the Jacksonville Jaguars who for some reason were the first team to figure out that hey maybe you should just throw a bunch of bodies at Devontae Adams and not let him catch 13 balls like yeah so I was very angry with this game because we should have lost because the other thing was that good old fucking Jake Lake Town missed two wide open touchdowns yeah like he he overthrew him he played real bad if they Gardner Minshew probably wins this game. I'm gonna say yeah, that's Definitely. that was one of my next points, man. And now, I don't know what that's saying, but yeah, you guys probably would have lost this game if Gardner was in the game. Um, I mean, there, there's one thing I'm gonna take away from the game, and that's you guys won. So I know that's simplistic, and that's not what you want to hear. But like, it's better than losing the Jaguars. I'll fucking tell you that much, man. So you can definitely at least get something redeemable out of this. That like you've already mentioned, you you have three of the best players on the field sometimes. And mm-hmm. those guys can win you games, and that's what they did today. So you just got to keep rolling with that and see if that fucking gets it done. Well, and you look at teams like like L.A. or Pittsburgh or KC where it's like, oh, Deontay Johnson's going to beat us this week, and then Juju will beat us next week, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then Claypool will beat us next week. Yeah. No, it's always going to be Devontae Adams. It has to be. Or yeah, it has to Or be. we're going to lose. Yep. So... It's like other teams have figured out how to build that roster. Like, like we gotta, we gotta follow suit, man. Speaking of shitty teams and teams that won a game that probably shouldn't have won, the uh, New York Giants beat the Philadelphia Eagles, twenty-seven to seventeen. So I want to start this game with a little little question, Rooney, for you, TC. Let's hear it. Um, do you think that if I built a team, an all-star team for the NFC East? Do you think it could beat the Packers or the Seahawks? Oh boy! All right, well, you know what? This actually be a kind of a fun game here. Let's uh, mm-hmm. let's let's try to build a real quick offense out of this. This is actually super interesting. So, so uh, it's basically Carson Wentz. Ca- yeah, Carson Wentz at quarterback. The Cowboys receivers. All the Cowboys receivers. Um, and then 
Logan Thomas. Oh God, end. is that for real? <laughs> I think so. I mean, yeah, Dal- Dallas Goddard. Dallas I don't know. Goddard or Logan Thomas. Yeah. Um, and then you're running. <laughs> anyway, back to Zeke. fucking the answer's no. God, no. No, I don't <laughs> think they could, man. And and then the Redskins defense. Yes, because yes. The <laughs> yeah, and then the Redskins defense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you put maybe Jalen Smith, and that's and that and that's it. Or you get uh, Trayvon um, Diggs's corpse. You like rehabilitate him and throw him out there. Even if he's hurt, he's probably still one of the better corners. On, on uh... probably maybe yeah. <laughs> well, no, because the the Giants have um, the guy. Oh, Jimmy Bradbury. Jimmy Barry. Yeah, they got Jimmy Barry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jimmy Barry. So he's actually good. Yeah, that's true. But the Eagles could not have an easier road to put down this dude the lead like they're handed they're handed the playoffs like they're like here eagles the playoffs are yours just take it and they they don't want it they fucking do not want it at all based on what we just saw today Mm -hmm. yeah so i and and the thing was as i'm watching this game i'm like oh yeah the giants have played really good teams real close the past couple weeks so maybe it's kind of start a time to admit that the giants might actually be the best team in this division because the Eagles were never really in this. Like the, no, it's no, a 10 point never, game, never. But they were never in a position where you felt like they could reach out and grab it. Bro, Wayne Gallman um, was was teeing off on these fools, man. He was just taking carries up the gut, jumping over fools. He was having a field day, which brings me back to one of the funnier points that you brought up. Uh, I think it was last week. Is like, why did they not just ride with Wayne Gallman from the beginning? Why are you bringing in all these other bums? Just hand the ball to Wayne Gallman. This is the worst assemble or, or worst evaluated roster that I can actually remember. Wait, n- next to the Gase era, <laughs> yeah, Dolphins, Dolphins. That was this the worst one I've ever seen. Yes, this is the second worst because why can I not think of the, uh, the GM's name in New York? Um, the, the, that shit bag. You talking about in uh, in the for the Jets for the Giants? Oh, for the Giants, Mara. No, the, oh, the, the oh, the, oh, the GM, not the owner. Uh, oh God, what's his name? Uh. uh I've purged his main name from my mind. I know I can't. I got it right on the tip of my mind too. Starts starts with a G. Um, What is it? Gettleman. I want to say what Gettleman. Gettleman. I want to say Wayne Goldman. Yeah, Wayne (laughs) Wayne Goldman. Wayne Goldman. It was executive decision. He didn't want to get himself Uh, injured, so that's why they brought in fucking Devontae uh, Freeman. Listen, talking shit on this guy is on the internet is almost as ubiquitous as porn is on the internet. <laughs> we, 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 we get it. He's bad, but like, man, the giants, like they have some good stuff going on here. I was going like, to, I was going to, I'm going to cut you off to say like, is this, I, yeah. I don't think this Ross, I mean, who knows though, but I'm about to just spoil my own question, but yeah, you brought up the do- the gay led dolphins. Could this roster end up being something like comparable to that? Cause like they have yes. some playmakers yes. on this fucking team, man. Yes. Well, and the thing that keeps like, Andrew Thomas is playing terribly right now. Yes. And he was the first offensive lineman taken, and literally every other offensive lineman taken in the first round has been playing great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they managed to get the only fucking turd, and they had their pick of the litter. Yeah, he, like, so even the guy, shit. like Makai Becton, who was like, is he a lineman? He's just really big. He's like playing better than him. Like He's, he's a monster. Yeah, he's like, a fucking like, massive man. Yeah, so it's like, man, he has a lot to answer for at at, the, at this point, like Jesus Christ, man, get get someone, anyone in here. Clark and I will do it for 
$160,000 a year that we will split between yeah, us. Yeah, so we'll make 80 like, grand a year. We'll do it. We'll take we'll make 80 grand a year and we'll do it. And we'll do it and we'll do and we'll blow the tits off of what fucking <laughs> Gettleman was doing, man. Two rocket ships blasting off your chest. <laughs> it's going to be so much better. Oh, so to, to say we've now hit our season quota for nice things to say about the Giants. Yep. Um, Capped out. Nice, th- nice things to say about the Eagles. Boy, howdy. It's nice to have Miles Sanders back. He looks really good. Good player, um, man. Yep. Super good player. He's so, he runs uh, so smooth, man. Like, he's a smooth runner, man. There, there was a point in the game where he was averaging like eight yards a carry. Yeah, it came yeah. down to about six near the end, but like he's so explosive. He can't catch to save his life. Oh, I don't know what the fuck that that's is. That's weird. I did so many balls. Yeah, I didn't know that was a deficit but, in this game. Yeah, but but it is. Yeah, but uh, but he is by far the most explosive player on their offense. I, so I, I, two thoughts kept bouncing around in my head when I was watching this game for Carson Wentz. One, I've never seen a quarterback need a guy worse than Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz needs a fucking guy so bad. Like, he needs a Devontae Adams or a Tyree Kill or a Keenan Allen. Like, he just needs a guy so fucking bad. Just a guy he can whip it at when he's in trouble. And then the other thought that kept bouncing around my head is, that may be true, but his weapons are not so bad that he should look this bad. Mm. Like, like he has enough professional football players around him to be able to move this offense against the Giants, and he's not doing it. That's a fair assessment. So, so who was who, yeah. who was on the field today? They got Alshon Jeffrey back. Uh, Jalen Rager was on the field again. <laughs> Travis Fulgham, who has definitely looked better than what I ever – I didn't even know who he was until, you know, he had to have his breakout games. Um, so yeah. like, And then Dallas Goddard, who has definitely been proven as a serviceable tight end. So it's like, yeah, you, you're kind of right, man. This I don't understand why they can't move the ball. I know their line sucks, but we say that about 95% of the league. So it's like, you know, Two-thirds at the end of the, of the day, yeah, time. easily. So so they should, and, and like you said, it's against the Giants, man. The Giants' defense is nothing to be that scared of. Yeah. I mean, Richard Rodgers led the team with four receptions for 60 years. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Yeah. You're blocking tight end. It's just like Ugh. he's got to be able to move the ball better than that. Like I, I again understand it sucks, it's bad, but come the fuck on. I hope I hope Washington wins this division so bad. I kind of do. Like they're the easiest to yep. work for, man. Like yep. I, they're least, losing games, but they're playing hard. Like we'll transition they to are. that game, I guess. And yeah. they're the um, best. Co- they're the best coached out of these fucking bozos. Yeah, like they're like uh, they remind me a lot of Carolina. Mm, Carolina goes out there I every why. week and fucking yeah. throws their best punch, and sometimes they lose to way better teams, and some you know very rarely they win. But like mm-hmm. you go out there and they play competent, like actual professional level football. Yeah, and they play the fucking hard. Yeah, they play fucking hard yeah. and they're coached well, man. That's all, that's why I'm like let these guys somehow win the division, so so they it could be something redeemable in this division, man. And we can root for Alex Smith, who lost to uh, DeAndre Swift today, thirty to twenty-seven. Um, wait, they lost to who? Adrian Peterson. So that uh, turtle that I spray painted, give the ball to DeAndre Swift to, and then sent on its way, finally got to Detroit this week. Um, <laughs> There's no way he played good. DeAndre Swift couldn't have played good, or they would have been playing oh, him. They would have been playing him from the beginning. Yeah, because because fucking David Gettleman evidently was evaluating the the fucking talent on two teams, and could not figure out for the life of me 
that DeAndre Swift was actually a good football player who averaged five yards a carry today and mm. had how many yards receiving? Get five 68. catches. He had a, he had almost 150 total yards today and a touchdown. Mm. Uh, he's by far with with especially with Kenny Galladay down. He's the best player on their offense. Like it's not even close. They find. Yeah, they finally gave him the ball at a like a, a, like as a considerable rate, and holy shit, they won the game! Shocker! I am absolutely blown away. I, I my my <laughs> shoes are on the other side of the room because of the shock. But uh, you know, I did see, and, and this isn't a shot or anything, of, of course not. But like, it, I saw AP in the reserved role, and it's like, dude, he actually had a little pop because he was in the reserve role, running against reserve guys, four carries and not yeah. yet, yeah. So it, it's like, why don't you just fucking roll with that? It makes no sense. Let AP be the reserve guy. Spell, spell DeAndre Swift. Get some poppy plays off of some like bad defenders, and and just win games. And, and, guys. Yeah, and yeah. you're gonna win fucking games. Yeah, I. And Marvin Jones, again, speaking of guys who, who when they get volume, are going to produce, Marvin Jones played really great today, too. Um, Absolutely. So, so he, no offense is, is going to be as good as they are when Kenny Galladay is in there, but big props to Marvin Jones. Carried, yeah, he, he held it down for water. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and Washington, let's just keep not evaluating Alex Smith because it's just super cool that he's on the field. Right. Uh, maybe don't ask him to throw the ball 55 times. It's a lot of throws, my man. Especially when you don't have anyone to throw the ball to. That yeah, Terry, yeah they're so, using Terry McLaurin to his max, man. They are. Yeah, I mean Terry McLaurin is the best player on your offense, and then Gibson's the second best one. Why is he only getting thirteen carries? I don't. Yeah, so we're gonna talk very briefly. Uh, Miami Dolphins beat the the Los Angeles Chargers. 29 to 21, which is the official margin of Chargers losses. One, um, one score games. Yep. One score games. That's all you can lose. So, I, I mean, Clark has put it pretty, uh, you know, before when we were talking before that this is exactly the game how it should have went. Um, Miami Dolphins are just a little bit better. They're kind of the same team in the same spot, but they're just a little bit better version of it. Um, there's kind of two things I want to talk about with this game. One, Miami Dolphins' offense is fun. One, because Tua is running it and he's fun to watch. Yes, but it's also like very genuinely creative as far as how they're spreading the ball around, how they're designing plays, how they're manufacturing touches for, for players. Um, Chan Gailey was out of the league for multiple years before this season started. And you can really see how he spent that time away from football, studying football, and how different that was from the time away from football that Mike McCarthy took where he, <laughs> I guess, spent the time eating. Eating fucking cheeseburgers. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Man. So how he came in and ran the same shit he was running in 1999, and then Gailey came in and is running this like actual poppy fun offense. So that was just my very tortured way to take another shot at Mike McCarthy. And then the other thing I will say is, this game features two rookie quarterbacks that both look very spicy in very different ways. So let's combine him with the other slightly spicy or not slightly significantly spicy rookie of Joe Burrow. And if I said. You could have one of these guys going forward based off what you've seen so far this year. Which of those three guys would you take? Holy shit. That, that's that's a really tough question because you're not allowing me to like – you're not inserting them on a team. You're just – you're telling me that that's your foundation. You pick one and then you build around that. Yeah. So I don't know if this is going to be a surprise pick, but based on the question you're asking with the scenario, I think it's Tua. Yep. Okay. I think it's Tua because Tua is the most like just hands down electric guy, and you're, you're taking a guy 
that you have to build around. So if I got to build around one, I'm not just establishing one. I think it's going to be Tua, man, because he, you, I think you can get a little bit more lenient with the pieces you put around him just because of his playmaking ability. Um, I think I think it goes him, Burrow, Herbert, and that's no disrespect to Herbert, but uh, I think that's the order. I would still probably take Burrow uh, just because I do really th- – think that especially because the offense is starting to click a little bit now you're starting to see a little bit more what he can be and he has manufactured some production out of some very very ugly weeks from his team and i think next to the cardinals he has the worst offensive line in the entire sport agreed um so i I, i'm still super impressed by him yeah but as far as but then it was probably tua and herbert just because of so today we saw specifically the issues that i had with herbert finally kind of showed today he still mm-hmm. played fine he did like he didn't have an awful day but his mistakes were late and high which is which is what my complaints uh, were about him so hopefully that is an aberration as opposed to a, a a new normal and hopefully we're not kind of dipping into a sophomore slump sort of situation with him as far as where his his flaws are starting to come forward but check back next week we'll see all right on to the next game Cameron Brait beats the Carolina Panthers 46-23. Who's Cameron Brait? I know Fantasy Dickhead Cameron Brait, but I don't know Cameron, who Cameron Brait uh, Fantasy Dickhead Cameron Brait. Uh, so Cameron Brait has been an inside joke in our friend group forever because he's a fantasy black hole. He is something that all valuable fantasy touches funnel into, but you can never start or use. You're not going to get any valuable points out of him yourself if you play him, not, but he's only going to take away the points from the Wait. guy you would start. He's a fantasy dickhead, and he scored a <laughs> touchdown today. Fantasy dickhead, Cameron Bray. <laughs> Dude, this, well, one th- of this team for fan, like, this is, this is such a, like, I'm speaking only fantasy here. This is such yeah. a, this is a big watered down Chiefs fantasy offense, man. This is, mess it's a mess it's It's an absolute mess you you had the same volume from all three receivers godwin evans six catches uh antonio brown seven catches and then 92 yards 77 yards 69 yards and of course mike evans got the touchdown because he's seven foot four other than that and he caught the ball 14 feet in here (laughs) the second best catch of the day was him catching the he did that certain kind of catch where he catches the ball at the complete height of both his jumping and stretching and then never contract like he's remains completely stiff and straight the entire time of the catch so he falls down and he's still completely stretched out because <laughs> someone is still trying to pull the ball out of the 16 hand. feet in the air like yeah it's like he caught the ball that immediately died and rigor mortis set in so he's just stiff and straight but but it's um, it's a absolute fantasy and not even the receiving core the running backs like look at the running back volume like Ronald Jones one so yeah 23 carry but 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 we've seen Fournette have his games too it's like four, but ronald jones had the if he didn't have that 98 yard play his 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 day would have been super underwhelming it would have been well i mean he still had a 100 yard day or barely under a 100 yard day but that that 98 yard because he had 192 yards rushing but he would have, so, he, so he, he would have had like almost 25 carries 100 i mean a super yeah, uh, four yards yeah, of carry yeah, no, yeah yeah whatever yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but like Unless it's Leonard Fournette, just start everyone else. Kind of like I, I mean, you got to start Mike Evans, you got to start Antonio Brown, you got to start Chris. Godwin. For sure, you're not going to not start those guys. For sure. So like, yeah, you have to. Just don't start Scotty Miller. Trade him. Yeah, you uh, can't do that. 
Yeah, and don't start Leonard Fournette. So. Or Cameron Bright. But, don't start Cameron Bright. Well, you can, but he'll fuck you. He, he will. He'll only cut down if you don't start him. So, as is the way of the fantasy dickhead. Is there anything to even say about this game? I mean, the Buccaneers just... They, no, no. I mean, they went down like 14 nothing. I think, real quick. Yeah. And they just blew the doors off. Yeah, then they just like, came back and smoked them, man. It wasn't even close after they got on a run. I mean, the... The Panthers are always going to give you their best game. We talk all the time how they yeah, come out. Yeah, they're competitors. They're fucking Coached well. Boom, ready, ready to play. But um, it doesn't matter when the team's that much better than you. Like they're just going to fucking blow you out of the water. Yeah, better players uh, are going to win when it's in this elite level, man. Like, it's just... And Teddy Bridgewater fucked up his knee, which could be bad, which every time you hear that, you're like, ooh. Yeah, that sucks, man. Because he's one of the most yeah. likable guys in the league. I think that's true and yeah i hate to see him hurt because like and he's playing well too man like he's, he's playing really well and he's playing smart football cool. and i i would hate to see him injured again that would be devastating yeah though i would like to see pj i mean i want to see pj walker play but not like that at all. no not like that um no um so yeah nothing to say uh damn Bay buccaneers are pretty good and i need the saints to lose so the buccaneers win the division i could win a whole bunch of money because <laughs> i put a future on them to win the division <laughs> It could be end up being yeah. really close. Uh, how'd your bets do today? Uh, I did. I think I went like completely average. I got a few bucks on the spread right now. I got the I got Baltimore winning by a touchdown. So we'll see if that whole you know if that goes. Okay. I um, the Colts over the Titans were the only thing I won. I took Seattle. I took Seattle too. That one, yeah. I took Seattle too. I, I, I that I think I bet Seattle almost every week, and I don't like doing it. But again, and you've mentioned it; they've been a cash grab. Um, so I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm riding them. I think I'm gonna have to get off of them now because they're too unpredictable at this point. Yeah, they're starting to flatten out a little. Yeah, they're bit, really. Like, yeah, their defense is really bad. Really bad defense. Yeah, R- Russ couldn't cook a hot pocket today. I mean, we we, we, we could touch on that. Uh, Los Angeles Rams uh, beat the Seattle Seahawks 23 to 16. The Seattle Seahawks could not get anything going no. all day. That was the game I had on my second screen, so I was just kind of like looking over at it while I was watching the Cardinals game. Every time I looked over, it felt like the Rams had the ball for. Six yeah, minutes. that's a great point. It, it just it just felt like Seattle was never never had the ball. They could not maintain possession of it at all. Um, I don't have the time possession in front of me, but like. Los Angeles controlled this game, and every time Seattle got the ball, uh, Russell either threw a pick or they went like three and out. Mm-hmm. They, 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 could, they could not get anything going. Very true. Um, and Rams defensive back, uh, you have to look up this guy's name because I can't even fucking remember it. Uh, Darius Will I Ams <laughs> had fucking two picks, big and game, he knocked a touchdown away. He yep. had a huge game, and he had a pick called back. Like he had three picks. He's the one that had that picked him off in the end zone, right? 100%. Yeah. Yes. And. And so he was a fucking terror. He's going to be fucking Sierra in uh, Russell Wilson's dreams for the entire next week, man. Because, like, he, he was all over that entire half of the field. Which, how how weird and, is this? Uh, it's Because, like, Russell Wilson is almost trying to talk himself out of an MVP season. Like, he was playing out of anyone's mind for eight weeks, and now all of a sudden it's like... It's going. It's turning real. I think. I think what it is is that defense can only hold up for so long, and if they're not scoring thirty-five points a game, they're they're kind of in trouble. Yeah, they're kind of an average team. Yeah, and and 
yeah, he's flattened out. Fucking Isaiah Simmons broke his brain, man. Ever since that pick, he has not been the same guy. Like, for sure, I, I, for I, sure. I, and yeah. you know, they're 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 coming out with a with a weak backfield too. You got Alex Collins taking eleven carries in today's game, and that's cool. You know, like I don't know. And then you get David Moore having to be like the third guy, I guess, and that's that's your third receiver that ends up with one catch. And and of course we can talk about DK's game today. That was wow. That was probably the worst game he's ever had. I would imagine. I mean, yeah, I would think so. He he did have a he had kind of a tricky catch that would have been a touchdown doink off his hands. But still, for as much as how many slow motion pregame warm up catches we have to watch of DK Metcalf doing one handed trick shots in the corner of the end zone with his fucking belly shirt and biker pants on. Like that's great, but make that catch in a game with pads on like it's so I, I, I frankly, until you make those catches, man, don't, don't fucking at me with your with your naked gymnastics before the game. Um, you can at me. I want to. I want to see him. That's a sexy man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, at Clark about it, but um, so I, I think your original point is actually super important. I do think there are certain teams that you go, oh, they're going to manufacture a running game, or they're going to manufacture like because they're Seattle and they've had a lot of success running the ball in the past. People kind of go, ah, oh, they'll be fine. Yeah. You know, they part of the reason they've been a great run team is they've had really good running yep. backs. Yep. The people like, people don't realize how good Chris Carson is. It's like, yeah, that's why they've been good because yeah. Chris Carson's a good running back. It's not it's not Seattle's a good run team. It's Chris Carson's a good running back. It, you, you're yeah. you're completely nailing it, man. And, and like yeah. they they think it's they think that Seattle's a system, but it's really it's been like very reliable on their playmakers. And then you look at the roster and it's like. Yeah, I mean, the receivers speak for themselves, but then the running back core right now, when they're not healthy, it's not very good. And then I think this is the only team in the league where they legitimately start the same white dude at tight end. They have three guys, and they're, they're, the, same, they're the same fucking guy. Like, they have, they what, Greg Olson, Will Disley, and... Uh, what Tommy Hill, Jacob Hollister, Hostler. yeah, whatever fuck his yeah, name, Tommy, Tommy, Hilfiger. Tommy Hilfiger, yeah. they're all the same yeah. fucking big large white guy that runs the same tight end routes, and, and they're not dynamic in that regard so they they were they're kind of like you guys where they rely on the same playmakers week in and week out and if they don't have a good game they're going to lose because their defense cannot yeah. pick up any slack 100 percent. and and to delineate to make to make ourselves clear we're talking current greg olson of course uh, of course yes, yes, of course yes. Pre- previous greg olson is a better player than those guys completely but current broken dead old should have been greg retired olson. we live in 2020 yeah right yeah who has one foot in the broadcast booth is yep yeah is 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 kind of just a guy at this point but yeah yeah it's the same thing with like san francisco like ah they're gonna run the ball just fine and they're fucking running you know fucking jermichael nasty got hurt this week (laughs) too so like who was their best running back best best healthy running back yeah so so they're down to like literally like (laughs) kyle used check and some guy from the University of Toronto or something to fucking put back there and run. But they'll be fine though. They're a good run team. You know, they'll, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. That Shanahan system. Like you remember when Ruben Drones had that big year that one time for his dad. So they'll be fine. Fuck off. You need good yeah. players in the game. Exactly. I, I hate that. And, and like we already talked about, Chris Carson is the epitome of that. Where people were just like, mm-hmm. "Oh man, Seattle can really run the ball." Wow. And it's like, give this guy some credit, man. Chris Carson is a really 100%. good fucking player. It's a really good football player. That's why they have a good running game. Exactly. Like, all right. I mean, so to close this episode out, I guess uh, since 
It's just the two of us, and no one else is here to hold us accountable. Uh, let's talk some. Let's talk some shit on pe- people in our fantasy. League. Absolutely, uh, man. That sounds like a good fucking time to me, man. Specifically, Pete. Yeah. Who, in the battle of the crippled, terrible shitbirds this week, lost to me. Yep. And that asshole's uh, only putting up eighty points, man. Eighty yeah. fantasy points. So um, I put up 99 points and barely squeaked this week the win out on them and both of our teams are just fucking crippled with injuries and bye weeks and we're both fighting for the same playoff spot uh so it's really great that uh that deandre hopkins catch we talked about um <laughs> earlier that saved uh clark soul also saved my entire fucking season because it elevated me past this clown who so i'm whooping him. I'm pathetically whooping him in the 12 o'clock games. I'm sitting going, ah, I'm fine. All he has is T Higgins and Chase Claypool. Big all games. I need them Both had big to, fucking games, dude. All I need them to do is not go for 18 and 19 points and I'll be fine. And they went for 18 and 19 points. So, um, I really needed that hop catch to, to fucking elevate me, it but it did. So now I can talk shit on Pete who lost. Um, but so. he had one of the I can't I still can't get over his fucking egregious take where he's like, oh man I can't believe I started started Jonathan Taylor man oh god over okay, fucking so, what's the guy's name I gotta even look it up I can't oh Tremaine Pope Tremaine Pope she he's gonna start Tremaine Pope over so I I'm sitting minding my my business on Thursday being a football enjoying free American and I get a text in our group chat from pete going oh my god guys oh no i didn't take jonathan taylor out of my starting lineup oh what a mistake oh poor me and i'm like motherfucker you spent all thursday morning ad dropping third string fucking running backs on this app that we have how did you not fucking pay attention to your goddamn starting lineup? Didn't manage his lineup. Yeah. Too busy worried about fucking picking up the third Too running back in, in uh, Miami or San Francisco or whatever. Add, adding and dropping Devontae Booker three times, whatever <laughs> the fuck he did. Adding a white fullback from Chicago to his roster. <laughs> well, um, dude, but it, it, either way, it, it's a massive win for you in our league, man. Huge. It's huge. huge. I am fighting for my life. Yes. I am currently one game out of the playoffs, and it is... Every year, I sneak into the playoffs in the fourth spot and have to battle, gnash and grind. So let's see if I can make it three straight years of sneaking in. The Just last scraping your way. Well, you're you're getting a little yeah. help uh, this year, right? Well, right now, for instance, it, if it finishes off the way it's projected. Is Cody is just putting on a, a, a show for him, man. He's just putting on a clinic against Justin right now. And I will say this, because I do have the Death Note powers. It's my superpower. Yeah. If Justin okay. if Justin loses tonight, he's going in the fucking Death Note, man. I'm writing his name in it. Because he is fucking, right. he, he's done. He's dead. If he loses to Cody so, tonight, he's done. To, to keep people caught up on the plot, Cody's in full teardown mode in our Dynasty League. He sold everything he had. And he's trying to lose. And he's the only guy in the league whose season is going exactly like he planned it to. And that he's just fucking losing. Um, so he has been teasingly called the bye week throughout the entire year. and But he's won one game. But he's won one game against Pete. So that was, he's a hero of the story. But he's up on Justin right now, who's, a, who's the guy ahead of me to get into the playoffs. And he's doing it off the back of DeAndre Swift. Who Great, good player? Yeah, we good told player. you about, and Rex Burkhead, who just <laughs> caught his second, who just has scored his second touchdown of the first half in the Sunday night game. It's eighteen and fantasy points. Hoop, 
18 fans, which we've been, we I probably cut them out of the earlier parts of the episode, but between games, I've basically been hooping and hollering about how I need Rex Burkhead <laughs> to save my season. <laughs> oh my God. I, I'm, I'm just going to like read off his starting lineup for funsies. Lamar Jackson, actual good player. DeAndre Swift, actually good player. Rex Burkhead, actual player. Uh, Justin Jefferson, promising. Jerry Judy, promising. Some guy named K. Smith for the Giants. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. know oh, he backs up Evan Ingram, I think. Uh, Caden Smith. Caden Smith, officially his name. Corey Davis, officially a player. Not the full moon, not useful. And uh, Deontay Harris, who's a kick returner. <laughs> we, we don't, for the listeners, we do not have a kick returner slot. That is a flex slot. We don't. No, no, that was a flex spot in which you could start literally any other offensive player that's not a quarterback. And he started that's not Deontay Harris. That is his pathetic team currently, and he's currently maybe saving my season by beating uh, what is currently a playoff team, a team that rosters Josh Allen and Derrick Henry. Um, Robert so Woods, Will Fuller, like a real team. It's a real team. It's a, it's a real-ass team. It's a playoff team in a very competitive fantasy, fantasy league. <laughs> but it's and, uh, on the verge of losing tonight. It, it's on the fucking ropes with Caden <laughs> Smith and a kick returner fucking holding his ass to the wall. Caden Smith, a kick returner, and a, and a white running back holding his fucking back to the wall. <laughs> the, only, the only white running back in the league. Yep, exactly. How many points did Caden Smith have? I got I don't even know. Uh, two, I think. That's Hold on. just as many as Evan Ingram. So what's the difference? He's Evan Ingram. He started Evan Ingram. He did. So that that's a good move right there, <laughs> starting Evan Ingram. Like I can get behind that. I, I think we should have a a playoff episode once our playoffs start. So our playoffs are going to be starting in week 100%. week thirteen. 100%. So we week thirteen. We'll have a big uh, we'll have a big uh, podcast to listen to about our our league and how mm-hmm. it's rolling. And we'll transition into the exit of the show. So if you're listening to this right now, you notice that it's awfully late on Monday that you're listening to this. Uh, that's because my work schedule shifted. So um, the show will now be coming out pretty late on Monday night because that's just when my new shifts are. I work during the day now as opposed to at night. So I have to edit the podcast when I get back. And as we said earlier, um, we're going to be a little bit light on Cody for the next couple of weeks going forward. Um, so consider it a bonus whenever he shows up, but he is still uh, very much a part of this show. Of He's course, still of very course, much a hot boy. Uh, he just needs to uh, buy all the houses in Texas and then turn them into rental properties. <laughs> and at that point, he'll become a millionaire and he'll be able to finance the show. And then we won't have to work. And it's it's going to be better for the show <laughs> in the long run. So um, just bear with us, and we'll get through this together. Um. <laughs> But yeah, those are the only two shows. So that also might mean we're not not uh, Cody handles the stream. So if Cody's not on, there won't be streaming. Right, so. right. But w- once that does go back live, we highly encourage you to watch the stream because that means you get to hang out and watch our our preamble before we start recording, which is always significantly funnier than anything we actually put on Un- tape. Unfortunately, uh, it is. Yes. <laughs> unfortunately, yes. So we highly encourage you that once the sc- stream comes back up to follow uh, football underscore underscore uh, hb on twitch it's a good time had by all so that's going to do it for us thank you for uh, listening to football hot boys we have been your two hottest boys follow me at wisco kunzi on twitter and follow clark at tc131 hot boys 
And follow the show at FB underscore Hot Boys on Twitter. Thank you so much, and uh, stay hot there, boys. All right, see you guys. Peace. Peace. Cool. That was fun. We did it. That was fun. Yeah.